It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby. Michael Pappas with me once again. Sounds like a week straight. How are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's a beautiful day. Correct. Got a big Thursday today. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm pumped. And to be, uh, to be fully transparent here, I'm out of town today, Thursday. We're recording this on Wednesday. So if something big happens, that's why we're not talking about it. I mean... If something big happens, I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and record uh, record a new one on my own. Cool. Just commandeer this mm-hmm. thing. So I've had a lot of big names on this podcast. Chris Davis, Bo Jackson. Michael Pappas. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can just, just to list a few. I think this is the biggest. Wow. I mean, I know I'm pretty cool, but we're, I've been on it a lot recently. We're joined today. By Ben Taylor of Wings 94.3. Oh, you weren't talking. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. Do it again. That mic is really low. I know. It, it, for some reason, this one, this is like the worst mic in the studio. Yeah. Well, you're gonna, you're still going to work it, though. Right? I'm going to try to. Yeah. We're in a different studio. We're really in your studio, Ben. Yeah. I like it. You and I were talking before... Oh, boy. We got going uh, the early, early in the morning. This, got, this got to be heated this morning. Oh. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. We were throwing stuff. Got a little tense. None of the objects that we threw at each other landed, though. <laughs> so, like, was it violent? I don't no, know. No, it wasn't. But you had an opinion, and some people were throwing things at you via the Twitter sphere. Yes. Give us your take. Well, my take was, is, is they were, we were talking about the quarterback situation mm-hmm. at Auburn, and we were talking about Bo, and, uh, Bo Nix and, and Joey Gatewood, and I said, this is, to me, with Bo being named, is more of a showing of – how lack, how the coaches lack in developing quarterbacks. Because Gatewood's been there now as a redshirt freshman. He's been in the system. And for Bo to overtake him, I don't know that it says so much as about Bo's talent as much as it does about the coach's inability to develop quarterbacks, which has, to me, I said, has been proven through the years. Zach disagreed with me. To uh, an extent. To, to an, an extent. extent. I mean, because the, the guys you lifted off, li- listed off, I mean, did they fully live to their potential? I, I think Michael is going to end up siding with you on this too, but I do think Nick Marshall got better. I do think Sean White got better. Jarrett Stidham I don't think did. And I think you could say Jeremy Johnson did from the extent of his time as a starter. Now, what, what we saw in the first half when, when Nick Marshall was suspended, I mean, the, that we never saw that again. Right. But uh, I think with what we saw against Louisville, his, mm-hmm. his action as a starter, I think he improved as a passer a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying that any of these guys turned out to be to be great as far as their development goes. I think Nick Marshall's impact as a as a quarterback and a collegiate athlete was great, but I don't think it was Gus that was doing it. Yeah, I actually don't agree with you at all. At all? No, uh, not even the least bit. Because Nick Marshall. Throw stuff pure, at him. Pure, pure when athlete. I said that, you got mad at yeah, me. I'm mad at him. I'm oh. just not showing it. <laughs> okay. uh, Nick Marshall is is a true athlete. I think that anybody coaching him, 
he would have improved because I think he just got used to the game and got better as the season went. People, I mean, the prayer in Jordan Harris is exactly what it was. It was a prayer. It was a, it was a terrible pass. Yeah, so, we're on the same page. Nick Marshall, not a good quarterback. Yeah, Continue. not a good quarterback. And, and he hasn't developed anybody else. I, even Sean White, I think he was one of the first to be allowed to go get some coaching outside of Auburn's coaches. He was able to have a quarterback coach. Uh, so did Stidham. So so did Malik that year too. So did Malik that year too. So and we see what happened to Malik. He hasn't he didn't progress either, which is why he's gone because he was going to be overtaken. So yeah, that's that's my argument. Okay. On it. I just haven't seen because when it, the first thing I said is somebody came back at me and they were like Cam Newton. I was like Cam Newton is a, a phenomenon. So just forget mm-hmm. you can't even use him. No. You have to use the rest of them. Okay, I'm going to counter you and Zach. You can kind of pop in. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but you're wrong. I <laughs> coming out swinging. Then <laughs> I agree with you, and people who listen to the podcast know I don't think Nick Marshall was a good quarterback. I think he was very good as an athlete, very good at running the offense. Mm-hmm. I actually think he improved as a quarterback from year one to year two, and I think the team suffered from it, suffered because of it. Uh, and then, Why? Because he was willing to throw more instead of yeah, tug and run? Honestly, yeah. yeah. And, and then, um, or try to throw more. I mean, or, or the offense, trust him, not really the point, I guess. Uh, Sean White, I think, got better from being thrust into a starting role he probably wasn't ready for. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I so think he improved. So we both agree that this has been, this is one, them gradually two growing, two. not coaches helping them get better. Uh, why else would they grow? I don't, I don't I, really through understand. Through experience. That was my take. Is I, I think that they got I mean, better through experience. I don't think it was because and, and as far as tutelage. Joey, as far as Joey Gatewood goes, I mean, he was recruited as an athlete and not a quarterback for a reason. Right. And that's because he just wasn't a very polished quarterback. And let me be he very He was a guy clear. who went out there and made plays. And by all accounts, I mean, he's turned into a viable SEC starter. Right. In, in a year and a half in the offense. I mean, yes, I understand that you don't really want a, a true freshman to come unseat him, but by all accounts, he has improved greatly. Mm-hmm. And I know he has his own quarterback coach. I, I just don't think you can really say that they haven't, that he hasn't gotten better. I'm, he's. All right, if, but, but, but the conversation we need to have is what kind of impact does that have on Joey right now moving forward? Right. So you um, gotta stay. So you I go. think. I think he should stay that way, and then he'll he'll be able to play for the team this year. What do you, I, what do you think will happen, though? Not what do you think he should do. What do you think will happen? I think he's going to stay, and I think he's going to play this year um, probably very frustrated. Um, unless, God forbid, Bo Nix gets injured, I don't see Joey starting a game. Uh, unless you know Bo just completely falls apart in, in multiple games in a row, I think we'll see Joey get a lot of touches in games two and three. Um, against those cupcake teams, and I think he'll be a decent part of the offense this season, and then I think he'll transfer at the end of the year after he graduates. And he'll be a graduate transfer with two years of eligibility, and I think he'll head to a different Power 5 program. The Locked On NFL podcast is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows across all NFL podcasts with the expert analysis of NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast available wherever you get your podcast. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Fetch Me. They are run by an alum of Auburn and have the greatest variety of restaurants to order and get your meal delivered in Auburn and Opelika. 
If you are looking to have your family meal delivered in less than 40 minutes, you need to go to Fetch Me. Fetch Me has a great selection of anything you want, including meals from your favorite restaurants, groceries, and coffee. I have to say Fetch Me also has the friendliest and fastest service in town. Fetch Me does that because their mission to change the delivery experience by ensuring each order is delicious, accurate, timely, and most of all, you have a great experience. Fetch Me is the best in the business. Go check out Fetch Me at FetchMeDelivery.com and use promo code FetchMe20 to get your first delivery free. That's FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Take it away, Ben. Uh, Getting back to our discussion that we were having this morning, why would Joey not leave now? It would give him a better opportunity to sit out quicker and play quicker. Uh, if he leaves after this season, after he graduates, he doesn't have to sit out. I'm not saying like after the season, though. I mean, if he if he sits out the first couple of games, he can transfer. You know, like we've seen other players do in midseason. Kelly Bryant. I mean, correct, but he doesn't benefit from that either way. He's like, if he just decides now to transfer, he's still like he then he's not playing this season, mm-hmm. and then. And then I guess he can go after and do two years. I don't really see the downside in staying and getting the reps and getting to participate and put film out there of how good you know you can be. I just wonder if he's being looked at by other. Co- they're not going to actively recruit legally. They're not going to recruit him. But well, he's. Um, I don't I, think he needs to film. I think that I think people know he has the talent. Right. I, th- I think as soon as he announces or as soon as he enters the transfer portal, I mean, he's going to be the most pursued asset in college yes. football. I said that on the show that, that, that we put up yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be Justin Field-esque. I think so. I think so. I mean, the, the guy is solid. And so, I mean, I, I definitely think it hurts Auburn if he leaves. And I, I don't think anyone would say otherwise. But yeah. I think the biggest, I, I think the best, most, optimistic thing that happens to Auburn is if he does leave, you don't have to worry about a divided locker room or anything like that. Because I'm sure there are members of the team that that prefer to be led by Joey than than Bo. Yeah, but if Auburn goes out and plays lights out against Oregon and and Bo plays really, really well against Oregon... Could could he win everybody? That's a good point. Yeah. Sure. Well, and some players have already jumped to his defense after the announcement of him being the starter. I saw on Twitter Anthony Schwartz said... Oh, you guys have talked about freshman quarterbacks, true freshman quarterbacks the last three or four years. Nobody's mm-hmm. even mentioning Bo Nix right now and giving him any accolades. Everybody's talking about why is it not Joey. So some of the players have already stepped out there and said, like, they've defended Bo after the announcement You know, that already. is a good point, though, and I'm guilty of this. I've definitely been doing this. Of You know, instead of saying why it is Bo, the, the question has been now, you know, why is it not Joey? That, that, that's a great point, though. I think Schwartz is right on that. Yep. I mean, because you got a true freshman that led Clemson to a national title, and Tua. Everybody, and you got Tua that did it. But everybody's talked about them, and nobody's. The question has been, why not Joey? It's not been. I mean, that's how we let off the show. Yeah. I 
Uh, you just have no idea what's going to happen. And if you are Joey Gatewood, I don't. I just don't think it's a good idea to transfer now. I mean, mm-hmm. what if what if Bo walks out there on the first play and rolls his ankle, and then it's like, oh, he's out for six weeks, and Joey steps in and plays, you know, lights out. What if Bo goes out and really, really struggles against Oregon, and they're like, we need a spark and and put Joey in there, and he dominates. I mean, there's just so many unknowns right now, and yeah, this is upsetting. This is a bummer, and I'm sure it'll put a chip on his shoulder, and he'll want to go out and 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 show that. Gus made the wrong decision, and I think he'll get a chance to do that in week two. Mm. So I understand where you're coming from with, you know, he should just get out now. I just don't agree no, just with asking, it at all. I'm just, I'm not saying he should get out now. I'm, I'm saying, is that going through his mind? Should I leave now? Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm, I'm, mean, sure, I'm sure he's thinking about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's incredibly angry and, and disappointed and you know, bummed, and I'm sure he's got you know some distrust with Gus believing believing Gus when Gus says that he is going to you know try to do a two quarterback system or whatever. But I I just I don't know. We've seen two quarterback systems work before when you have a a designated starting quarterback that the team knows is leading the team, and then you have another guy that's kind of a change of pace guy. We've seen that work. It worked for Chris Leak and Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. I mean. I, yeah, I, I mean, just it, I, I feel like he should happen. stay. Right. So the Senior Bowl rolled out its watch list for folks that could participate in its game next January, and I think this just kind of goes to show how many upperclassmen and how many seniors. I mean, how experienced this Auburn team is. So, running back Cam Martin, cornerback Javaris Davis, offensive lineman Prince Tega Winogo, and Jack Driscoll, Markel Harrell, Caleb Kim, and Mike Horton. <laughs> And Horton's listed as a center, which is interesting. And then defensive tackle Derek Brown, defensive end Marlon Davidson, and safeties Jeremiah Denton and Daniel Thomas. So I, I think the fact that Auburn has that many guys on the team early on, I mean, that just shows how good this roster is and how old the roster is. Well, hopefully, Tega and Derek Brown have zero interest in playing in that game mm-hmm. um, because that will mean that they had great seasons. Derek Brown is right now. I think uh, you can put I, Marlon in that too. Okay. Well, right now, I know, yeah, I think uh, you're looking at two number one draft picks and and Brown and, and Marlon, possibly. Yeah, I mean Mar- Marlon's not there right now, but he certainly could. If Dan, he does what he did his freshman year, he could yeah, be there. Dan Brugler of the Athletic mm-hmm. put out his uh, like preseason top fifty players, and Derek Brown is the number one ranked interior defensive lineman. Um, I mean, if he goes out and has an incredible season, we're looking at a potential top ten, top five pick. Mm-hmm. So ho- hopefully. He has an awesome year, and he's has zero interest in playing in uh, in that senior bowl. Right. Same with Tega. I mean, Tega's a guy that was the number one number one graded pass blocker in the SEC last season mm-hmm. for his position, and he, I mean, he's what six seven three hundred and something pounds, and ran like a four five four six. I mean, in I, the off season, I, I mean, still think he's the most important player on this team. Yeah. I just if he goes out and has another great season, I don't really see how he could want to play in this game. Mm-mm. All the other guys, I guess, except Marlin, you kind of expect to to go play uh, if they get invited. Mm-hmm. The safeties, especially, because those are guys that you know need to have a good season to get in those draft conversations. And a great week down in Mobile could really help help them. Yeah, and I think Javaris Davis. He's going to be really interesting going through that process because I don't know if NFL teams, I don't know exactly what they're going to see him as. I mean, he's a guy that I think should be in the middle of the field as much as possible just because of how well he moves laterally and how quick his burst is and 
his first step seems to always be on point. And this year, he's going to be playing cornerback on the outside, at least to start the season. That seems to be what all things are pointing to. So I'm curious to see, you know, assuming he does well in that, what do they want him to do? What does he want to do at the next level? NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, that, he's going to be one that has to, has to go to the Senior Bowl, and, and that's with most DBs anyway, because if you have a good defensive line, mm-hmm. such as Auburn's going to have, that makes DBs look a lot better. If they can create pressure on the quarterback, they'll get a lot of opportunities to do things they're supposed to do. So, And, and it'll make it a lot easier for them. So I always say that DBs are always going to have to go to the Senior Bowl. Uh, but you're right. Who who knows what they want him to do? I mean, I was reminded the other day when I was, I was, I was watching something on television and they were talking about Erlocker being a safety in college. I'd completely forgotten about that. And then they transitioned to a linebacker when we got to the pros. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from an Auburn standpoint, you look at somebody like a Will Herring, they got signed as a quarterback by Auburn, became a safety, and then got moved to linebacker, and then went in as a safety slash linebacker in the NFL. So uh, it depends on what they want Denson to do, if they're going to want him to beef up and try to come down a little bit and be one of those fast backers or they're going to want him to be a hard no safety or if he proves to be a great cover corner this year everybody loves a great corner that can come up and pop somebody in the NFL so before we started recording this podcast Ben you were in here chatting with Gene Chizik yes how did that conversation go he loves defense so that's what he wanted to talk about was okay. the defensive line uh, I did ask him his take on on Bo and Joey as well, and uh, his take on that is is what the public doesn't understand is that you know a head coach's number one job is to try to win, and the reason Bo got named is because he looks better in practice right now. He said no matter what anybody else says, he said, and I've only seen a few practices, but I can tell you that he would not be there and would not even be considered to be announced this early if it were not head and shoulders above. Uh, so that was his take on it. And then uh, he's the one that told me about the probably going to see Marlon go late first round. Uh, okay. And, uh, and he said he expects a big year out of him, uh, which will improve his draft stock. So that's where I, that was my hot take from the, uh, from the conversation with him about having two first-round draft picks play on the defensive line. Yeah, listening to him talk, it's, it's so smooth. I bet you only asked him, how long was the whole conversation? It was, a, it was an eight-minute conversation. Did you ask two questions or three questions? I think I asked three questions. Okay. No, I asked four, but two of the four were personal questions about here locally and how his son's doing at Furman. Sure. Because uh, he's in fall camp, and they right. don't even start classes up there since it's a little bit north until next week. So he's been doing nothing but football, football. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was... I just asked him how he felt about Auburn and the rest of the SEC. He went with it. And then at the end, I asked him, walk me through your schedule throughout the week. What do you have to do? He, and, did he go through the whole SEC? Uh, no. He just uh, he said his dark horse is Missouri. And hmm. uh, he said the reason being is just because of uh, Kelly, Kelly Bryant being there. And he said that they, it's, the reason he's calling the dark horse is just because of their SEC West schedule, it's only Ole Miss and Mississippi State that they're going to have to play really mm-hmm. on the crossover. And he said so if they can luck out and win a few over in the East, they at the end of the year you could be looking at a, a 9-10 win team out of Missouri. But they can't go to the championship game, right? 
Don't, aren't they on a ban? A postseason ban? Are they on the postseason ban this year still? I thought that was why everyone was freaking out because that Kelly Bryant chose it because it didn't make sense because he couldn't win. Yeah, he can't. They can't go to postseason. But they yeah. can still go to SEC championship games. No, that's they? a postseason game. Oh. I just thought you couldn't go to a bowl. I thought it was a bowl. Uh, my understanding was that they, it, the SEC championship game is a postseason game. So if they have a postseason ban, he, they cannot attend. How about that? I, don't know I, if it's I could be wrong. I don't know if it's a postseason ban or a bowl ban. If it's a bowl ban, they can still go to the SEC championship game. But yeah, if it's a postseason game, then yeah, they're out. They can't. But are that's the, I didn't say I didn't, games I didn't say games? that they were I'm his. Confused. I didn't say that they were his dark horse to win. Yeah, these. they they just he, that's he his just dark horse be to, good. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My, my favorite trend that we've seen throughout the whole off season is how good A and M's been, and now I'm hearing left and right people are saying like ah, I think A and M's overrated, and it's like nothing's changed, but just this whole opinion <laughs> of that people team looked is, at the schedule. I guess that's probably what Maybe it was. So. I mean, when the coaches poll came out, they had to play four of the top six teams, three of them on the road. That's, that is absurd. That's tough. I know we're talking about Auburn. I, like, like within a month and a half. Too. Yeah, Auburn like has a really, really tough schedule. and But, I, I mean, A&M and South Carolina have the toughest schedules in the country. He also picked Florida over Miami this weekend, by the way. Mm. I agree with that. <laughs> that is a... Just fire take. I don't think anyone. <laughs> I, I had to. I had to get his opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, and he he just uh, he said that they're gonna really struggle though. Um, Florida is for the first really? few weeks of the season. He's, Why? He said he seems to think because of a young offensive line, uh, as well as um, they've had a couple of players that are no longer with the team. So he, a couple. He, yeah. He thinks that. <laughs> Uh, he he said it'll be a it'll be and, and the first game jitters it'll be a struggle win but it will be a win this Saturday. They're just so much I more mean, talented than Miami. That yeah, but that Miami defense man, if they get going, if they get excited, they get that I turnover the, chain the, out. I guess the young offensive line. Oh yeah, yeah. I still think Florida's going to beat them pretty easily. I do too. Yeah, it's so crazy that we're talking about football being this weekend. I know it's not Auburn, but I mean it's just we're so close. I'm just so I'm. I'm thrilled that there is a game worth watching this weekend. Mm-hmm. There's a top 25 game this weekend. When I did the SEC report on ESPN 106.7 with uh, with Will Shuddy, he was against this. Little throwback Thursday. Yeah, he was against. Why was he against it? Because he wanted all the games to be in week one, so he could just like sit down and have. All, I was like, but he did it twice. Well, then they couldn't use that that hot new term week zero. But I'm, very, I'm very pro week zero. <laughs> I was like, there are already games at week zero, and now you'll actually get a one worth watching. I'm hope I was hoping they'd play last weekend. I, I mean, I'm, it didn't I'm make ready any sense to for me. college football. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so ready to go. Oh. Yeah, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Ben, where can people uh, find your stuff and hear your sweet voice? Uh, uh, Wings ninety four three online. Wingsfm.com. Download the app. You can also ask Alexa to play Wings for you. And if people want to follow you on Twitter for your fire takes. Friends of Ben 94.3. That's not where the fire takes are, though. I have to keep that. You're not throwing like, the personal one out there? Okay, fair I can enough. throw the personal AU7, A-U-S-E, the number 7, E-N. Okay. At AU7. Michael Pappas? People can argue with me on that if they want to. Uh, Get mad someone at me tweet like they something already. mean at me at Couch Potato. <laughs> I'm Black Zacherby. Thanks for tuning in today. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blacker. Be following the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.